Shut up and sit down. Hey, what's going on, everyone? I'm back with another episode, so hope you're all doing well. Hope you had a fantastic Thanksgiving, uh, being with family, friends, all that stuff. Of course, maskless as well, because <laughs> that's still a joke. Uh, and as far as us, yes, we Melissa is still busy despite being on uh, Thanksgiving times. In fact, holidays make it really busy for her, so... Um, busy, busy, busy. So let's get on with the show today. So you clicked on it. Today we're going to talk about the ongoing election process. We're going to do that a little bit later. Uh, first I want to talk about, uh, what's been going on in Nevada. So if you are not living in Nevada and want to know what's going on, our governor, Governor Sissy Pants, I mean Sisolak, he has decided to throttle things back. Um, he calls it the pause 2.0. Uh, he basically just uh, restricted everything back to phase one is what he did. Um, because apparently that worked so well last time that we got to go back to it. Uh, and then people on social media and just out in general, just there are a lot of people who believe that uh, that we're going to be able to stop the virus, because that's the verbiage that's been going on, stopping this virus. It's about stopping the virus. You're not going to stop any virus. Name me one virus that you've stopped um, that isn't a threat to coming back. Not one. Uh, they're all out there. Uh, we just have the ability to treat it uh, through various means. We have, and, th and there's, I don't know, millions, if not more, of viruses and bacterial uh, things that can infect us and make us sick. But guess what? If you are healthy, meaning you take care of yourself, you exercise, you eat right, all that fun stuff, then you're going to create a strong immune system where you're going to fight majority of that. Um, so I there's no reason to be scared of this virus. The mortality rate still isn't justifying these panics that you're, that we're seeing on social media. They're just not even hospitalization. So let's talk about hospitalization. So the main reason that we, we started doing this is because hospitalization in cases are going up, right? Uh, people are getting infected more. Well, we're, people are getting infected. We're finding out people are infected more because we're testing. We are testing more than anybody else in the world. So, of course, you're going to have more cases going up or the case count going up. Now, here's the problem that we've, I've talked about uh, on previous episodes. Now, when they do a test, it isn't based off per person. It is based off per test, which greatly skews everything. When a person has died, when that they say they've died from COVID, they most likely, and the CDC has proven this, again, 96% of cases had pre-existing conditions, meaning they already had something else and they 
died with COVID. This is why I say, did they die with COVID or did they die from COVID? Uh, only 4% of the people that have gotten COVID-19 have died from it. 4%. You also want to look at why are why is the death count so high in the first place? Well, well over 200,000, right? Well, let's look at it. We had a lot of people in the nursing homes because our seniors are most vulnerable, right? And even then, it's still a 94% recovery. So keep that in mind when I say most vulnerable. They're more vulnerable, of course, but they're more vulnerable with anything, the flu, a cold. Um, I actually talked to my parents today, and my mom was telling me she spoke to my grandmother who didn't go over to my uncle's house and her other grandkids over there because my uncle was had a cold, not COVID. It was just a cold. Uh, and she didn't want to go over just because he had a cold. Well, I mean, that's her choice. Absolutely. But if you're afraid to be go outside or to be with family because you're afraid of getting sick with anything, I can at least accept that more than just the COVID response um, because the numbers don't justify. The mortality rate is still drastically low compared to the actual cases. Majority of people are recovering. I know a bunch of people that have gotten it now, and all of them have recovered with little to no symptoms. Um, so I, I, I'm going to treat it as the flu. I'm going to treat it as that's my mentality. I don't believe in the hype. Let me make that clear. In the hype of COVID that the mainstream media and these politicians and all these people that are making it out to be. I, just the numbers don't justify any of this. So I don't believe in the hype. I believe there's a virus. Yes, there is a virus. Let me make this clear again. There is a virus. COVID-19 is a real virus. Okay, I'm making this clear. However, it is not as deadly as the, what the mainstream media and these politicians are saying. Not enough to justify closing everything down. Uh, and I'm going to talk about the real reason I think COVID-19 is, quote unquote, a pandemic that it is. Because uh, I think it was actually used as a political weapon. And I now have evidence to prove it. So, and I'll go into that in a little bit. But going back to what the state closure has, uh, so we've dropped from 50% occupancy for our businesses down to 25%. Uh, there's a stronger mask mandate. Uh, I don't know what that means <laughs> because there, everywhere I look, majority of people are wearing masks. Uh, in fact, I feel like now I'm one of the few people that don't wear masks out and about. So, uh, yeah, and I still have not tested positive. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> so, um, yeah, and then um, let me just switch some stuff here. All right, so I'm just looking at my notes. Uh, and, of course, the big one that this one just straight pisses me off, that to avoid families... For the holidays. 
So just a little backstory on me. One of my favorite memories as a kid was, and if any of my family members are out there listening, <laughs> this you guys all appreciate this, but one of my favorite memories was, uh, and I forget how old I was, but I was a kid. Uh, I was probably like six, seven years old, maybe eight. And I was at my grandmother's house for Christmas Eve, like we always did. It was our tradition that we did. And that particular year that I'm talking about, I got to see pretty much everybody in my family. I got a big Hispanic family. So <laughs> uh, they, we actually, my grandmother actually ran out of food for the, like the first time ever. And if anybody knows about Mexican grandmothers, they always have food. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So she actually ran out of food and it, but it was, it was and to this day. I still think about that year and that's when it realized what Christmas really meant to me. Um, it was about being together with family, with people that you love, and to celebrate uh, being alive and appreciating each other, showing generosity, right? So it's it just pisses me off, and I'm sorry if pissing you off, saying pissing me off offends you, but I don't care. So it makes me incredibly angry. That these politicians are dictating that we cannot see each other. Placing fear into people to avoid each other. Remember what I said, to avoid each other, to not talk to each other, not to be around each other. When, we, when this is the time that we need to be around each other most. And it's, it, it, it's frustrating because more and more um, I love my parents, but they believe the hype. And uh, after talking to them, they're, they're still, well, it just depends on the numbers. It may not be looking that way. And, uh, and I just keep going back to what my dad taught me growing up was life is about choices. And your choices will dictate how, you, you know, obviously your life is going to go. Um, if, if they and many other people choose to live in fear uh, because of that, they're, they're more than welcome to come anytime. Um, obviously, right? They're my parents. I love them. Uh, Mom, dad, if you're out there, I love you very much, but... You know, I, I'm going to let you know I respect your decision because you're older and you're trying to look out for yourselves as well as not spread it. I get it, um, but I don't agree with it. Um, and the fact that not only my parents, but many others that choose to live in fear and, of, and would rather be alone on a time and the time of year that in my opinion is probably the one most special time of years um to be with family to be together uh i just that's not cool man um and you have no right to dictate that and and unlike other governors because some governors have like totally banned it and tried to get the sheriff's in their respective states and counties to 
uh, arrest people or find people or whatever. Luckily, I don't know about all of them, but a lot of them have come out and said, we are not going to be enforcing that. That's not, no. So kudos to those sheriffs. Uh, but and Syslak hasn't gone that far yet as far as I heard. He hasn't actually, what he has said is trying to minimize to your own household. And if you do feel compelled to get together, that you have to wear masks inside the house. I'm sorry, what? You're trying to dictate what I do in my house or anybody else's house? Uh, no. <laughs> um, just no. Um, you do not get any say. That's, that's, uh, that's what I, that's a, what I have to say about that. So, um, yeah, it's, it's not your call at all. So How dare you? that's the way I look at it. So <laughs> do that again. How dare you? Make that louder. So, <laughs> uh, how dare you talk about what I can do or not do in my house? Uh, yeah, you can have no say. As long as I don't hurt anybody else, you have no say. Sorry. Uh, it's everybody's individual choice. If they want to come into my house or if I can get invited to someone else's house, it's, it's, we're finding it acceptable to do all that, right? That's not your say. You're not my dad. You're not a parent to me, right? And no, you're not. You're not God. <laughs> so you definitely can't command me with that. And there's there's zero reason for you to dictate that. So, yeah, that's my two cents. Um that, so don't be afraid. If you want to go see each other, go see each other. Please, I encourage you to go see each other. Uh, with everything going on with these new restrictions now, um, talking, he's, he said he was going to leave it up to the superintendent as far as our schools are concerned. But a lot of the schools, I mean, private schools, they've been kind of still been going, uh, charter schools. But how many people, how long until they get shut down? Because what he says, what Syslak says is, yeah, I'm leaving up to the superintendent, but especially a private school, it's essentially a private business, he can still send his goon squad OSHA to go find these people and eventually like try and shut them down because they're not being compliant, quote unquote. You don't think he, he won't do that? You really think he's leaving it up 100% to the superintendent? Eh, if you think that, you really need to expand your horizon a little bit. It's just, yeah. <laughs> There's no reason for any of this. Um, sorry, just look again, looking at my notes. Um, so, please. Oh, uh, in regards to the schools. So what? let's look at these going back to when we first shut down beginning of the year. So what happened, right? Obviously, we flattened the cur curve, quote unquote. Um, we did all this stuff because we literally shut down everything and we were not socializing with each other at all. So 
then what happened? When we start integrating again, cases started going up. Shocker. What do you think is going to happen again? You start restricting. Yeah, you, you might see it go down, but then you're just going to start integrating again. Yeah, it's going to go up. We have to learn to live with it and to learn how to properly take care of yourself, to have a strong immune system because your immune system is your first and last line of defense when it comes down to it. Now we are starting to get treatments for it. Uh, certain drugs are coming out. Certain vaccines are coming out. Um, I'm still not going to be taking a vaccine, but if there are drugs that may come out and I happen to get it, there's, there's options now. There's other therapeutics. So there shouldn't be any reason down the road for any state official or government or federal government official to mandate a vaccine. There's zero reason. There's other options. So, and watch. Assuming Biden does get into office, because he's still, and we're going to talk about that a little bit later, he's not, he's going to try and mandate it. Or at least the people around him. And what's going to happen is you're not going to be able to do anything unless you've been, you can show your papers, quote unquote whether it's on an app, whether it's a type of passport you have to carry, whatever, right? So if you don't think this is turning into like a Nazi Germany, World War II situation, uh, the evidence is clear. It's quite clear. And you need to be prepared for that. Um. So he talks about with the trying to balance the type tightrope of between the economy and people's lives. So he's not trying to if he if he thinks that this is balancing or doing a tightrope, uh, he's sorely doing a bad job. Here's how, because what he's doing now, and this proved all year long. And I don't know why they keep, I know why they keep going back to it, but logically, I don't know why they don't go back to it, is they, they assume that we have to close everything down to separate people to stop the spread. But we start, but then they start getting lenient and they integrate and people, the cases go back up again. So you're constantly in this yo-yo effect that that's never going to end. It's never going to end uh, if they keep going this route. Not to mention every time you add more restrictions, because if you continue with restrictions, look what let's look what's what happening. They have people with injuries and other diseases not going to hospital and getting treatment. You have. Which, don't be wrong, I've had a couple hospital experiences here. And the hospitals, uh, even though they're a lot of good medical professionals, and uh, mainly nurses, again, my tip to the hat to the nurses, because they're usually pretty awesome, um, and some doctors. I mean, I'm not going to throw them under the bus. But 
overall how everything is being handled is piss poor to say to put it nicely um it's piss poor you have medical professionals making assumptions with no facts deciding treatments with no facts to back it up we're just assuming not all doctors and let me clarify this, this is not I mean, which camera I'm on? I'm on the wrong camera uh, <laughs> uh so not all doctors um but a lot of doctors, enough doctors. And these doctors, there's obviously a lot more of these type of doctors who are going with it and making assumptions without uh, any data to back it up. Fauci. Just saying. <laughs> um, so that, that's concerning. That's very concerning. Um, and it's, it's making decisions, bad decisions, which is causing suicides to go up, drug uses to go up. Um, people are getting depressed more. Our youth, youth suicides have, have really gone up a lot this year. Look what's happening. You're restricting them. They can't see their friends. They, they can't play their sports. They... And being a teenager is a really insecure time for many, many people. And you're taking all the things that uh, give them confidence, give them joy, relieve stress in their life. You're taking all that stuff away. How dare you? You know, it's... it, And that's what's really sad about this is that you're, you're hurting our kids. And you're teaching them, you're causing a lot of psychological damage with mask alone. Because again, and we've reiterated on the show, that we need to see people's faces. We need to see, we need to touch, we need to be around people. And now you're causing a situation where um, you're detriment to, to child development. Because they can't touch, they can't do this, they... they they can't, they can't, they can't. It's all about what they can't do. Now, I have my theories as to why all this is happening. And it has nothing to do with your health. Nothing to do with your health. Um, I'm going to go into that in a little bit. So as I segue uh, pretty soon. Uh, but before I do that, uh, I, I want to finish off with hospitals. Now, people are talking about, well, the cases are going up, hospital occupancy is going up. Yes, all that is true. However, it, it's the details that they're leaving out. So when you make this broad statement, it was like, oh, hospital, or, or, hospital occupancy is going up, it's skyrocketing, and we're, it's all COVID-19. Well, no, it's not. <laughs> all right. Uh, so... Let me see here. Uh, let me go to. So I, I'm on uh, and I'll post links under everything in the description. So please check that out. So the um, I'm on the website, Nevada Hospital Association dot com. Uh, they have uh, charts and sheets of the, of all the hospitals in Nevada. And so. What the charts are showing 
He's like, yes, the uh, percentages are high. So total, let me find it. So total beds occupied for the state, the entire state, every county, uh, is 82%. That's high. It's high. But 82% is still not 100%. So there's still availability. Not all the hospitals are full. Uh, And, again, I'm going to keep it broad and talk about the state as a whole Um, because that's what apparently politicians like to do. (laughs) So, uh, So let's see here. So now we have... Uh, da, 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 da. Sorry, I'm, it's it's like sideways, and when you go on there, you'll you'll actually see. It. Maybe I'll post it like right here, uh, so you can see it. But um, I'm sitting here trying to look on my screen here. Let me make it a little bit bigger. So so confirmed cases in the ICU for for COVID. These are confirmed cases. Is 312 for the state. 312 cases in the ICU bed. So obviously the intensive care unit, uh, these are the more drastic COVID-19 cases. It's 312. How many beds, ICU beds are in the hospital or in hospitals across the state? How many hospitals are there? <laughs> When it comes down to it, that's not a lot. You're talking about a state of over 3 million people. 312 are COVID-related. So that means hospitals are full with everything else. Um, let me see here. Oh, confirmed uh, COVID patients with uh, on a ventilator, 169. Now, that's sad. I'm be wrong. I hope all of these people recover. But 169 out of, let's see, what's that? Uh, what did I say? 80, 82%. So what is that 82% number-wise? Hold on, let me find it. So the total there is, if I'm reading this right, is 6,849. Those are all the beds occupied. So over over 6,800 beds are occupied. 169 are on ventilators or 312 are in ICU beds, 169 of those ICU beds, because I'm sure the ICU beds is obviously where they have the ventilator cases as well, 169 of the 312 are on ventilators. And again, I pray for them. I hope they recover. I really do. My, My thoughts and prayers go out to those families. But again, that's not a big number compared to everything else. This, these are the scare tactics that they're giving you. I'll make, again, it's NevadaHospitalAssociation.com. Go check it out. I'll put it in the description. Go check it out for yourself. Maybe you read it differently. I don't know. That, that doesn't make sense, though. Um, yeah, uh, it's, it's, mm, 
it's as I crack my knuckle. Um, it's it's sad. It it really is like, um. So yeah. Um. So let's let's go ahead and move on. Uh, cause this is kind of depressing me, and it's just making me mad. <laughs> Uh, I mean, what can I say? It's, it's, it is what it is. Um, so, of course, then Syslag tweets. Let me find his tweet. With this whole election thing. This was back on November 7th. Uh, I congratulate Joe Biden and Kamala Harris on their historic win, which they haven't won yet. Uh, I look forward to working with the Biden administration to help Nevada, the state hit hardest by both COVID-19 and climate change. Climate change. There is no argument with climate change. Um, And don't be wrong. I believe climate changes every day. So (laughs) just piss the liberals off. Um, Yeah. So let's forget the climate change because there's, there's no uh, hit hardest by climate change of anything. He's just being dramatic. But let's talk about the COVID-19. So why all of a sudden since the election that, well, let's talk about the election itself with COVID. So COVID was used as a weapon for the election. We've been saying this from the start. So now I have physical evidence to prove to prove my theory. So if you go out and I'll let you research it because that's what you should be doing in the first place is if you go out and find videos, they're everywhere of all these different states, Nevada included, where they had to keep social distancing. A minimum of six feet, some were 20 feet, 30 feet, 100 feet. They were just, and all these poll watchers that were that were supposed to be there for both sides, Democrat, Republican, and whoever else that was supposed to be there, independent, whatever. They couldn't actually be there to inspect these signatures. They couldn't be there to confirm, like, oh, yeah, this ballot, especially the mail-in ballots, this looks legit or this doesn't look legit. Um, it's, it's frustrating because they, they use the social distance to benefit, uh, in my opinion, fraud, okay? And evidence is starting to come out showing that. So, but in order so I don't uh, get my channel <laughs> taken down, in my opinion, fraud, okay? Um, yes, I'm still allowed to have an opinion, believe it or not. So... How can you, and this should bother both sides. It really should, because how do you, how can you say Joe Biden is a legitimate winner when you can't really prove that? How can you say President Trump lost if you can't really prove that? If anything, uh, you want, I would figure people on the left would want to show the legitimacy, to want to see signatures and see all these votes for Biden that proved he won just because these type of people will rub it in your face. Just be like, ha, I know everyone on social media went on there like, yeah. And they just started sticking their finger and like, I told you so blah, blah, blah. And they were saying worse things than that. I'm being nice, but 
why wouldn't you want that? If if Joe Biden won truly and legitimately, then why wouldn't you want that as to another uh check mark to throw into everyone else's face, all these Trump supporters' faces? But you're not saying a damn thing. You're not. None of you are saying anything. You're just like, Trump should concede. You know why he needed to concede? Because that's the only way that Biden can win. I guarantee you, because all this evidence is just mounting. Okay? Uh, the more and more, like, and don't be wrong, I was kind of down to, uh, I was saying it's not looking good. There are a lot of Trump supporters out there that are like, it's not looking good, blah, blah, blah. Well, here's part of the problem with the media is that the media is also feeding misinformation about the lawsuits that are going on. President Trump only has, and his team only have about three or four lawsuits out there right now. So all these other 20, 30 lawsuits are from supporters, separate. So you have people stepping up, patriots, who are coming out, and it happened in Florida. Um, I forget, there was a lawyer that came out there and Florida's was red, right? It voted red, but there was a County that was trying to, uh, do more restriction on mass mandates or something like that. And there was a lawyer who actually served all the assembly people, uh, there and said that they were served. So it's happening everywhere. Sidney Powell, um, up until recently, I didn't know about Sidney Powell. I'm sure many haven't. Uh, the more I look into her, into her career, into her and how she speaks, and and I like this lady. <laughs> I like this lady a lot. Uh, she she's got some cojones. <laughs> she's got some serious cojones, uh, and it's awesome. So uh, she's not afraid. Obviously, I think she personally is my opinion. She has, uh, what's it called? Uh, I think she has some serious evidence that she's holding out. And everyone's like, why not bring it out? Why not bring it out? I'm like, it's not the courts. Why would you want to bring out information? Well, and, and someone brought this, I heard this analogy, and it was a great analogy, is why, when you play poker, would you show your hand? You wouldn't. You would wait till the right moment, right at the end, boom, and knock them on their butt. Right? Guess what? This is a poker match. You're not going to show your hand. And, and that way you can have somebody counter or whatever or even cheat uh, and manipulate the situation. So, because obviously you're going to have the media and everything using the bullhorn of, oh, no, that's incorrect. We've, we've discredited this. We've done this, blah, blah, blah. When I think there's massive, massive evidence that is just not being put out in public. So. Excuse me, I need a drink. Um. And let me get my train of thought again. So I like this lady. I really do. Uh, I, she's a go-getter. I can tell. I can see why she's uh, she's had the success that she has. 
and from what I can tell, she, she deserves that success. Um, what I did find out about her is interesting is that she also has a military tribunal uh, clearance. So she can actually be a lawyer for military. And that's why I think she also assisted uh, General Flynn. Which, congratulations, General, on your pardon. Um, that judge uh, was just sitting on everything. Uh, quick side note on General Flynn. For those that aren't fully aware, uh, the attorneys, the, the every, everybody that was involved in, in prosecuting General Flynn all came back and said there was no evidence to prosecute him and wanted to drop the charges. But there was a single judge that wouldn't do it. And he held and he just sat on it for like... I want to say a month, maybe two. Uh, he just sat on it and went dismissed the case. So that's the reason President Trump had to actually come in and pardon General Flynn. So congratulations, General. Uh, I hope uh, you enjoy your holidays as a free, 100% free man. <laughs> so uh, please enjoy those freedoms. Uh, so yeah, so she, I believe she assisted with that, Cindy Powell. And... She, so she has the ability to um, pre put charges or press charges on people for treason if it comes to that. I personally think it may come to that. Again, theory, just gut feeling. But you have someone who actually has the ability to do that, um, which is it's interesting. Now, uh, not too long ago, they, the Trump team, Giuliani and everybody, had to publicly come out and said that Sidney Powell was not on, uh, she's not on retainer for President Trump, she's not on the team, blah, blah, blah. And, of course, the media, like, oh, see, this, this, she's not really that, blah, blah, and they were throwing their fit, trying to discredit everything. Um, I, looking into it, at first I had that initial reaction, like, oh, what's going on? Uh, I can't believe this. Then I started looking into it again. You have to do your research, right? So I got over my initial reaction like we all do. And I did some, my, my research. And I'm thinking that was a brilliant move by, by the Trump team. So uh, here's why it was a brilliant move is because now, just like all these other lawyers and, and other states and counties, that are filing lawsuits. Now you have Sidney Powell in with her reputation and, and her skill set to pursue a different angle of this supposed quote unquote election fraud. Right? So so now you have the Trump team over here, you have Sidney Powell over here. And what's going to happen? This is what I think is going to happen. They're going to converge, boom, and meet up with their with their evidence and be able to, okay, so not only do we charge these people with, with this situation, but now we can also charge people with this situation and, yeah, <laughs> and cause a whole lot of stuff going on. This is what I think. Um, we'll have to see what happens. Uh, and I get it. Being patient is tough. Being patient is tough, but we got to get the evidence. We got to do this right. Um, 
So uh, for all the, the supporters out there, please, I, I beg, just be patient. Please keep doing your research. Stay updated. Um, it's not over. It's not over. Uh, and even President Biden, or President Biden, <laughs> Vice, former Vice President Biden, um, he hasn't been officially certified as pre- president-elect. Now, in regards to the GSA, uh, who the head person, she got threatened. Her family's gotten threatened. I think even her dog got threatened. Um, that's how bad it was, as well as I think other people on her staff. And got threatened to start the process a long time ago. If if he truly won, if Biden truly won, why do you have to resort to threatening and get the ball rolling for him to be? And that's and that's what's kind of been this underlining tone. If you haven't seen it, go research it. There's this underlying tone of we need to push this through. We need to push this through. Trump needs to concede. He needs to concede. Well, wait. Well, what about the evidence? Because President Trump is following the law. He's following the law of the Constitution. He's doing everything um, within his authority to do. But, I don't know, last I heard that threatening someone is illegal. Just saying. Now, it's been everyone else has been Biden directly, obviously. So, um you have the media, you have uh, state officials all saying Trump needs to concede, we need to push this through. Um, you have the Antifa and Black Lives Matter groups back out, causing problems. Um, and it's just, they're trying to do this push again and distract you and overwhelm you and demoralize you because in order to just give up. They want you to just give up. That's really what it comes down to. Because if he won, there's nothing to argue. There's nothing to give up because President Trump lost. But that hasn't happened yet. And why is there... So now they're just doing all this push. And here's why I think there's a push is because they have all this evidence of fraud. I think the people on the left are crapping their pants right now because... They, they see what's coming. They know what evidence they have. And so they need to push everything and get them out in order to stop them. Um, it's been going on since 2016. They had everything. People on the left were like, oh, there was election fraud. There was election fraud and and." This is illegitimate president and this and, and blah, 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 blah. And we need to recount and do all. They wanted to do all this stuff because they lost. Now, I agree with them that there was fraud going on. I don't think it was again for Trump. <laughs> I really don't. Uh, I think it was still the other way. It was, I think they threw a fit because they did cheat and they still lost. And that's why there was the big old fit. Uh, can you imagine? I mean, think about that. Why did you throw the big old fit? It's like, why didn't the cheat work? No, no, no. We got to push. We got to push. They cheated and still lost. So they had to go to the extreme, extreme to 
to make sure that President Trump lost. Only now, because they're trying to cover up and they're trying to do all, they got caught. They got caught. And I think President Trump's lawyer team, Sidney Powell, many others, have the evidence, and they're going to start presenting this evidence. So just remember, President Trump's team only has like a few lawsuits out there. They don't have the 2030 lawsuits. That's just other stuff. That's everyone else. But it's bringing attention. Even if they lose, it's still a good thing because they're bringing attention. And we need to open people's up. That's another reason for this. We need to wake more people up. That's the benefit of all this. How many people have woken up because of this? It's interesting, right? So so keep remembered, um, Joe Biden is not certified as president-elect, uh, which even if he does and becomes president, he probably won't be in office more than six months. Uh, and the Democratic Party will start eating their own and get rid of Biden just to put Harris in there. I think that's their ultimate goal. Uh, again, theory. Just a theory. Um, I don't even want to see anything played out just to find out if I'm right or wrong, to be honest with you. Uh, I want to stop the corruption. That we all know there's corruption. There's corruption since for who knows how long. Maybe the start, I don't know. But at least in the 19th century on. And why haven't we, why is it taken now to try and stop it. Why haven't we tried to stop it sooner? So it's it's frustrating. Uh, it truly is. And um, let me see here. Which one am I on? Sorry, I'm just checking my, my stuff, my other notes. So, uh, yeah. It, it's incredibly frustrating, but please don't give up hope. We're, the fight is still on. And by law, the GSA still ha has to get the process started. By law. There was no other way around it. By, the, by when they started a few days ago uh, to start the transition process, um, they, by law, have to do it. Uh, so don't, uh, supporters, please don't get upset with that. Uh, please understand their point of view and where they're coming from. By law, they had to start the process, okay? So... And that's fine. Even President Trump came out and and um, showed his appreciation um, for the GSA for doing what they're what they've been doing. Okay, so there you go. Um, but let's talk about switching gears slightly with with Joe Biden and COVID. Um, so we have we have COVID that's been used as a weapon. So they have uh, they have video of people social distancing to the point where I don't know if they're actually, this is true, but people are using binoculars supposedly. Um, I, I believe it. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Um, they weren't allowed to have video or cameras uh, or phones or anything, but there were some people who were, you had some states, I think it was, was it Michigan or Wisconsin? I don't know. Somewhere over there where they were actually putting pizza, uh, the cardboard from pizza boxes, 
and other boards and all that stuff to cover the windows so that nothing could be seen what's going on. That's obstruction. <laughs> you can't do that. Okay. Especially when things need to be observed. And in that time they were actually in a separate room and people were way off on the other side of a warehouse. Like, how are you, how are you supposed to verify everything? How? That doesn't make any sense. And you don't think that's not happening here in Nevada? I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> so I'm going to get into Nevada in a little bit, but of course it's happening here. They're, and it's mostly happening in these Democratic states where we're having the biggest problems. You notice that? Every single one is run by a Democratic governor or uh and or mayor, right? So it, it's it's pretty amazing as as how COVID was used. This was the whole point. We even said it way back when, when all this started. This was going to be used as a political pawn to um, for the election. I didn't maybe predict exactly how it was going to play out, but I was right. All right. They used it to create mail-in ballots. Why did they need mail-in ballots? So it'd be easier to manipulate. They used the social distancing to help prevent poll watchers to watch the ballots and to verify these that they were accurate and signed correctly and signatures matched and all that stuff. And when now the people that are coming out saying that when they tried to do their job and they said something, people are getting escorted out by police for either one, um, saying something, or two, um, causing a, a ruckus. Not violent, but causing a ruckus. Um, and they, they're turning around being escorted out. Oh, it was, uh, I'm sorry, it was the social distancing. If they weren't social distancing because they were trying to see um, or they were causing a, a ruckus. So, and they're in police, law enforcement is escorting them out. Um, you guys know I'm a big supporter of our law enforcement, but that's a big no-no. That's a big no-no law enforcement. If, they're, if they weren't violent, there was no reason to do that. Uh, I'm sorry. That's just, it, it's fact. So uh, I think there was lots of fraud and manipulation going on. Again, my opinion, I have to keep saying that because uh, of the algorithm. But that's just, again, that's my opinion on what I think has been going on. Um, switching gears to Biden in regards to the COVID-19. So uh, what's his name? Dr. Michael Ostrom. Ostrom came out again. This was a little while ago. I'm playing catch up because I haven't done this in a while. Uh, so I apologize for that. Let me see if I can find it. So uh, he actually came out and said, uh, the, and this is the CNBC. So yes. <laughs> but the headline of the article is Biden COVID advisor says U.S. lockdown of four to six weeks could control pandemic and revive the economy. Because that's what happened last time, right? 
it, we shut everything down and the economy went roaring and we had the best lowest unemployment and highest economic growth ever when we shut everything down. No, that's, that's not, that's, that's not what happened. No. Oh, sorry. Yeah, it didn't happen. The exact opposite. And it's, it's pretty clear as to the intentions. Um, this is meant to, again, more control by the government. More of the government saying what you can and can't do. Only now it's going to go to a federal level, assuming Biden takes office. That's a big assumption. Um. Yeah, um, that's gonna piss a lot of people off. <laughs> um, that's gonna piss a lot of people off. Um, this one included. Uh, and it's it, people we need to stand up and be like, no, because the detriment of the shutdowns and these restrictions has far outweighed the benefit. Okay. We are on par to having the lowest uh, annual death uh, totals uh, in a long time. Okay. Um, why? Because we haven't been out. There's less accidents. There's less this. Even though suicides have gone up, overall deaths have gone down. And what I also want to point out is, have you noticed that no one talks about any of the other diseases. What happened to flus? That's the lowest ever. What happened to colds? That's the lowest ever. It's almost non-existent. Pneumonia, bronchitis, influenza. What about all that stuff? Anybody know? No, everyone's too focused on COVID. But what makes you think that the people didn't die of those things? But because they tested positive for COVID, which, by the way, I'm going to say again, the cold and the flu can be coronavirus-related. So, yeah, it's it's pretty amazing. It's <laughs> people, people are pretty dumb. Uh, I'm just going to come out and say it. People are dumb. Uh, I've encountered too many, too many dumb to be nice anymore. Uh, and uh, frankly, I'm tired of it. I've just kind of reached my point where I, I'm tired of being nice. I'm tired of being uh, positive to people who just blatantly don't want to pull the veil off their eyes and, and see what's blatantly going on. It's They're not even hiding anything. That's what's crazy. They're not hiding a darn thing. Um so some good news in regards to Nevada. Uh, so this is from a tweet from Anna, and I'm going to mispronounce your name, Anna, so I apologize. Is Kate, Anna Kate, K-H-A-I-T. <laughs> so uh, I recently started following her. She's posting or tweeting a lot of cool stuff, uh, but she tweeted this the other day was uh, breaking. A judge in Nevada has agreed to let the Trump campaign present its present its evidence that fraud and illegal, uh, that's a big word, illegal, illegalities, excuse me, illegalities plague the state's widespread election fraud. The campaign 
says it will be enough to reverse Joe Biden's win and set an example for other states. Now, I hope that's true. Uh, as far as uh, saying a judge has, a, I'm sure that is true. I'm talking about the example part. Uh, um, I hope we are the example. Uh, I really do. Um, and it's I've been asking for to kind of knock these uh, these guys down, these Democrat officials, um, to knock them down a couple of pedestals. So I hope this happens. Um, because they've been running their mouths a little too much, and that's what's going on. They're just like, oh, you have to concede. You have to do this. You have to, you have to, you have to. And it's like, no, I don't have to do anything. You, you do not run my life. That's what the that's what Democrats don't seem to understand. And I don't mean all Democrats. I mean, like, left, lefties, right? They They are about, if you don't agree with us, then we need to control you until you do. That's, that's really what it is. It's not about individual responsibility. It's either conform or we're going to shun you. And that's uh, not how life works. And that's not worked out well throughout history. So uh, if you want to keep going this route, you're going to find out you're going to piss off the wrong people because you're going to find that the people that have not said anything, the qu- actual quiet ones, um, What's going to happen when they start fighting? Hmm? Yeah, you're not going to be able to handle that. So, and uh, kind of a side note. Uh, <laughs> so, we have, everyone's always talking about how the Democrats are for the minorities and and all this stuff. So, not too long ago, uh, former President Obama came out and actually shunned uh, Hispanic Americans and uh, who were Trump supporters. Let me see if I can find it. Hold on. I'll try and keep talking as I'm, as I'm looking it up. But, uh, yeah, he uh, he came out and actually says that they're bigoted and racist, I believe is what he said. And um, he, uh, I have things popping on my screen, sorry. Uh, and... I think it's funny. I'll have to look it up later. But it's it's interesting. You say that these people are not racist, that they're for the minorities and all this stuff, unless you don't agree with them. If you disagree with them, then they're going to hate you. Then you're not part of the – it's not a – they don't care. This is what I'm getting at. They don't care. And don't pretend like they do because they don't. They've ne- they're responsible for the creation of the Ku Klux Klan. They're responsible for Antifa. They're responsible for Black Lives Matter. And all this violence that we've seen. Maybe they've been responsible for Black Panthers say. I don't know. But definitely those three. I know for sure. It's, eh. you're telling me these are the, the tolerant, the understanding, the, uh, yeah, well, let's bring peace and come together. Meanwhile, we're going to, when you're not looking, we're going to stab you in the back. Is that what these people are? Is it the people you want to follow? All right. You can have them. 
Uh, I choose someone who's actually been honest, who's kept their promises. And don't get me wrong, I'm not a fan of the Republican side either. I think there's a lot of people who've shown their true colors in this election, um, who've not supported President Trump when they should have, like they said in the past they did. Um, I think some have. Don't get me wrong, I'm not throwing everyone under the bus. But a lot of them haven't. And a lot of, um, for the most part, Republican representatives from assemblymen all the way up to president, um, senators, representatives, all the, all of them, right? Uh, you're too damn quiet. All of you are too damn quiet. And you need to speak up and be out there and fight. But that's the thing is I believe in the values which is why I tend to, I'm more conservative, but I tend to lean Republican Party because they are more aligned with the values of conservatism. And, and that can change, obviously. That obviously can change. But they have not stepped up. They, don't not, they do not know how to fight. I'll give the left credit for that. They know how to fight both physically and every everything else in between. And now we're getting to the point. It took now, this year, for real patriots to step up and be like, no. Just finally, and I've been saying this for years. I was like, when are we going to step up, look them in the face, and be like, no. You can't do that. No, knock it off. I don't know. It's 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 finally nice to see. Uh, I still don't think it's enough. I'm not saying we should go to civil war. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying be violent. You can stand your ground and not be violent. That's what I'm asking for. I'm asking you to stand your ground and say this is the line. You're not crossing it. And just be like, no. So that's what I've been trying to preach. I've been trying to lead by example. Um, if you see me on about, I, I try to avoid wearing my mask as much as possible. I have always have. Um, I've yet to, knock on wood, uh, I've yet to test positive. Um, I know many people that I have now. And a, a lot of close friends, a lot of family. And they've recovered. Thank you. Thank you, Lord, up in heaven, for allowing them to recover, all of them. And, yeah, so, yeah, that's where we're at right now. Um, so, hopefully, we'll just have to see how everything starts to play out. And, uh yeah that's that's where we're at so melissa's still out so i'm kind of missing her a lot <laughs> we'll have to get her out of here one day um like no you I'm going to stand up to her and be like no you got to come do a podcast <laughs> that's what i say so let me see here oh uh one last thing for from our president make america great again <laughs> damn right miss president all right, so let's see here. Um, let's do, we haven't done this one in a while. Hold on a sec. Ah, what are you doing? 
right. So we hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, again, don't forget to follow us on our social media pages and check out the audio versions. Uh, we're on multiple platforms. So uh, for your convenience, uh, don't forget to like, subscribe, share, um, both on the audio as well as the uh, YouTube and, and other platforms. We're, on, uh, uh, we're looking into looking beyond uh, YouTube and uh, excuse me on the other platforms. So uh when we when we post that check us out and you know like subscribe and everything there too so <laughs> um so keep keep your way keep your um selves informed keep yourselves out there stand your ground when you need to um and of course always remember we love you but people suck all right you guys have a good one <laughs>